redesigned. Sometimes you think your purpose is one thing, but life is ever changing. There's levels to this shit. But you gotta redesign and clarify your purpose. So I had to take a little bit of time off, you know. 2018 was crazy. Took a lot of L's. And that's life, you know what I'm saying? Can't no money or whatever it is or anything stop from catching one, you know what I'm saying? Catching a, a mean stomp out. Yeah, I'm talking about actually. You get one of those in life, stomps you out. Man, you get up, you see things different. Ass whoopings always work. And that was your Monday motivation from none other than P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. Yeah, I call him Puff Daddy because, you know, that's his original name. I find it weird calling him P. Diddy for some reason. But yeah. There's only, what, three months left of 2019? Gotta start getting your ideas together, gotta start executing. Listen, it's serious. The way time is flying right now is very, very serious. But yeah, welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. This week we're talking about iOS 13, the new Watch OS 6 update for Apple Watches. Some of the updates may actually cause you some type of anxiety, I know. I know it's going to cause me anxiety because I don't know if I want to know too much about what's going on with my health. But hey, what's going on with crypto? We're going to be talking about that briefly. What is going on in the crypto market? And also Akon was speaking about it on The Breakfast Club. We're going to be covering that as well. And imagine an app that would tell you when all your trial subscriptions are ending and allows you to avoid being charged in case you forgot when to cancel your trial. All of that and more coming up after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Flexing is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. This is episode 45 podcast where we talk about digital culture social media tech all of that good stuff uh don't forget if you want to chime in if you want to get involved in the conversation don't forget use the hashtag on twitter yes use the hashtag on twitter redesign pod all one word and if you want to get in touch with me if you've got any suggestions any ideas anything you want me to cover you can email me drop me a line at redesignpod at mail.com so without further ado, let's crack on with this week's podcast. So iOS 13, if you're an iPhone user and you've been paying attention, you'd know that Apple has released the latest version of their operating system, iOS 13. And uh, we're supposed to be getting an iOS update for the iPad as well, iPad OS. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till the 24th of September for that one, which isn't too long, to be fair. 
lots of good additions to those products the ipad the iphone etc etc iphone 11 is shipping out already did you order the iphone did you pre-order it did you get it let me know tweet me using the hashtag redesign pod or at me at andrew underscore cbx so uh, ios 13 dark mode looking good i haven't upgraded yet i've done it on my ipad but i haven't upgraded my phone yet but my missus has and it looks very very tidy indeed and also i'm looking forward to the feature where you can kind of share audio so you can listen to the audio source of one iphone on two separate pairs of wireless headphones Uh, so if you've got a pair of airpods each then you can actually listen to the same video or you can watch netflix using the same phone uh, but on separate earphones which is kind of cool still also did you see the um the price of the iphone 11 pro <laughs> 70 pounds 44 pence a month over 36 months wow that is a lot of money that is a lot of skrilla for a phone Boy, unless you are writing that off on expenses that is a lot of skrilla a lot of people are looking for sim only contracts now like if you look at google um keywords everywhere if you look at keywords everywhere it tells you search volume of um what people are searching for online so when people are searching for new phone contracts or the iphones a lot of people are looking for sim only deals i think the people have had enough um, me included I was like you know what iPhone 11 I'll sit this one out I'll probably get it in two years time when it's I mean you know when it's two iPhones behind because now Apple are bringing out a new iPhone every year so yeah I think I'm going to do that Watch OS 6 is being released as well they've introduced this new feature which tells you if you've got an irregular heartbeat apparently a regular heartbeat if undetected can cause a stroke and a lot of people if you watch the apple keynote last week or was it the week before there were loads of testimonials about how the apple watch has actually saved their lives i'm not sure about this whole wearable thing when it comes to monitoring your health how do you feel about it i mean i think it would give me some kind of anxiety imagine you're just wearing your watch minding your own business and then you just get an alert saying that your heart is is, is doing a mad thing like i don't know how i would feel about that how would you feel do you want to know everything that's going on inside your body are we even supposed to be living like that i just think it just adds another element of anxiety to the mix yes it can save your life it could, it could definitely save lives it has saved lives but i don't know if i want this new layer of you know knowing every single thing that's going on fair enough i know like my heart rate in terms of beats per minute and then they've now introduced this new thing that tells you if you've got what's called atrial fibrillation i don't even know if i've pronounced that right um which is basically a regular heartbeat and then you've got the function which allows you to do an ecg an electrocardiogram which measures the electrical activity of your heart to tell you whether it's normal or abnormal or if you're in any, in any kind of danger um if you've ever had an ecg it's kind of scary um i had one like a couple of years ago but listen i don't know if i want one on my wrist 24 7 uh, i don't know about that let me know if you think i'm just being a wuss is there any such thing as too much information all these devices we're carrying around with us we're starting to wear them now 
are we walking around with too much knowledge of what's going on around us and inside us and it's only going to get worse it's only going to get worse contact lenses are being developed right now facebook are developing them i'm going to cover that in a later podcast Um, i'm still reading up about it they are definitely a few companies working on contact lenses smart contact lenses that allow you to access information about your surroundings and you know connect to the internet and stuff like that maybe even using augmented and virtual reality all of that is being worked on as we speak it is very peak times the the rate technology is developing the acceleration right now is a mad thing compared to the last the last 20 years it's crazy it's just mad to keep up with everything that's going on now i don't know about you but i've had all kinds of subscriptions and free trials that i've signed up to whether it's audible or amazon or you know like movie trials and stuff like that and sometimes you just get had you just forget you totally forget that you have signed up to a free trial even some of those apps on the app store they allow you to trial it for three days or a week for free and then all of a sudden they just charge you a mad thing not that it's always a mad thing like maybe i'm exaggerating but sometimes you know you can forget that you just wanted to trial something you didn't really have the intention of buying it but you just wanted to trial it and you know just for your own information to see how certain things work and um you forget to cancel it and now you are out of pocket now there's an app called do not pay on the app store that allows you to sign up to trials without actually giving over your credit card information or your debit card information the app takes care of it for you and it will alert you or cancel those trials for you so you never have to worry about forgetting what day your trial ends (laughs) but i've looked at the reviews on this and it's not looking good check it out for yourself go to the app store it's both on android and ios go to the app store and check out this app called do not pay it is a brilliant idea it is actually a brilliant idea so it's an app called do not pay and they've released this new feature that could claw back apparently hundreds of pounds by getting rid of unwanted payments and long forgotten signups it's a big problem it happens to the best of us right and uh, apparently citizens advice found that the average brit spends around 640 pounds a year on subscriptions they don't actually use or want with many people simply forgetting to cancel after the complimentary first few days or weeks so this includes like gym subscriptions and stuff like that things that you're actually paying for you know that you're paying for them they're not trials but you don't use them anymore so like imagine being able to cancel them all in one place all your different subscriptions because seriously there's too many things going on there's like for example there's netflix there's amazon there's disney plus is already launched in netherlands i'm going to talk about that shortly um that's on its way then you've got obviously spotify then you've got maybe your gym then you may have other things like skillshare which is an educational platform where you actually pay for you pay monthly to like do tutorials and stuff like that learn different things um there's loads of different subscriptions that we're managing on on a day-to-day and it's becoming i think it's becoming too much to manage but if you read the reviews right it's a bloody good idea if you read the reviews the reviews are a bit concerning still um so one review says i like the sound of this app but it asks for far too much information without explanation including phone numbers and payment details gdpr compliance is questionable as i want to know why before i provide this information i would never give out this information at this early stage i did download the app and 
the first thing I noticed was okay it's asking me for my phone number okay not a problem then it's asking me to scan or enter my debit or credit card details when I saw that I was like whoa 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 I'm not gonna participate in this it's a good idea but like you first in it <laughs> I thought let me go and read the reviews and that's what I discovered so don't go and enter your debit or credit card details into this app yeah this is purely for informational purposes and if there's a developer out there maybe a maybe do you know what be good if for example a bank could buy this system if these could be integrated into banking apps such as such as the banking apps that are provided by your bank uh, Barclays, NatWest, um, Santander, whatever, or your Monzo, or Starling, or N26. Perhaps, perhaps this feature should be implemented into all of those apps because we're at a stage where the apps are quite clever now. You can actually look at what you're spending. Um, all the companies have the logos in there. You can look at breakdowns of like whether you're spending on entertainment, clothing, food, travel the machine learning and the ai is quite sophisticated nowadays so i'm sure there is a way to you know separate trial subscriptions or have a list of subscriptions that you have inside your banking apps and then actually be able to manage that good try but we just don't we don't trust you like i don't know who this who the developer of this app is the app's called do not pay i don't know who it is maybe they should sell the technology to to banks maybe they can patent it maybe they can do something with that it's probably not going to take off because of that reason the security risk is a bit peak still i uh, the first hurdle you know you're asking me for my my debit card or credit card details and i don't know you like that not me sir not me yeah you gotta be careful out there on the internet don't just be entering your personal details anyhow anyway moving on that make you go hmm. you probably already know that netflix is one of the biggest platforms in the world in terms of watching movies so movie streaming and also in the beginning in the early days of netflix people were actually renting out these little shiny discs called dvds yeah we're talking dvds and surprisingly Yes, we've moved on to streaming. No one ever talks about the idea of renting DVDs or receiving DVDs in the post. But actually, Netflix have never actually stopped renting out DVDs to customers. There are approximately 2.7 million people in America alone who still get DVDs in the mail. Let's jump to a quick snippet. Now, of course, Netflix is the monster media company right now, right? Now, a lot of people, you guys will remember that they started not as a streaming service, but rather Netflix started as a DVD rental club that you paid like however many dollars a month, $10 a month, 20 bucks a month, and you got two, three, or five DVDs at once that you could have. You had your queue online. They sent you five DVDs or three DVDs, whatever your plan was. Then as soon as you send one or two back, they send you the next one or two on your list, right? It was a pretty cool thing, but that's been dead and gone for a long time, right? Well, no. According to new reports that come out, Netflix still has about 3 million subscribers to their DVD service. Now, that's way down from the almost 14 million subscribers they had back in 2011. But in the last year or two, they've only lost 1 or 2 million subscribers. They're still a real hardcore group of around 3 million people that still subscribe 
to Netflix's DVD rental service. And according to CSNBC, that rental service is still profitable for Netflix. Unlike the streaming service, the streaming service isn't profitable, but the DVD rental service is still profitable. Now I've seen some people online going, why that these must just be 3 million people who have forgotten to cancel. No, there, look, I, I'm not a DVD subscriber either, but there is a damn good reason to still have DVD subscription. Look, if you're somebody who still likes to use your DVD player, Blu-ray player, or whatever, fact of the matter is, don't forget, Netflix doesn't really show many movies. I mean, most of the new movie releases that come out for home video are not on Netflix. If you want to watch most of the big new releases that come out on home video, you got to get them through Fandango Now or through the Google Play Store or through Amazon Prime or through iTunes or something like that. You got to, you got to buy them, right? Or rent them online streaming. Well, if you go through a lot of movies, it's still the most economical option to make sure you're getting all the new uh, home video releases and you can watch 20 a month if you can watch them that fast and you don't have to pay five bucks per rental. I mean, look, I'm not trying to talk you into signing up for Netflix's DVD service. Not at all. I don't subscribe to it anymore either. But when you really sit back and think about it, it's not all that crazy that there's still 3 million people out there that still use the service. So yeah, a few reasons why streaming offers a, a limited selection compared to DVD still. There's a lot more. It's probably licensing issues. There's a lot more content available on dvd and blu-ray than there is in like streaming land also there's no one-stop shop for streaming so imagine like with spotify or apple music they've probably got every song that you could possibly imagine right but when it comes to movies they're all scattered around in different places and a lot of the time there's certain films that don't even have like rights for streaming so there's no way of actually streaming that movie no one has approved a licensing deal for that film to be streamed sure you can rent it you can download it but you can't stream it so that's another reason why i'm guessing the majority of these customers that are still renting dvds are probably you know generation x or baby boomers so people over 50 and 60 they're the ones that are probably still renting dvds question though do you still have a dvd player in your house i don't actually have a dvd player in my house i don't have anything that can play dvds i don't even think mind you my playstation 4 might play dvds but i doubt it i highly doubt it but otherwise i don't have a cd player in my house i don't have a dvd player that i know of let me know if you still use dvds do you still use dvds do you still buy them do you still rent them chime in use the hashtag redesign pod let's go for a quick break what we gonna do right here is go back way back back into time i don't suppose you have a copy of fly fishing by jr hartley it is rather old it's by jr hartley Good old yellow pages. We don't just help with the nasty things in life, like a blocked drain. We're there for the nice things, too. You do? Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, can you keep it for me? My name, oh yes, it's J.R. Hartley. 
Right, yellow pages, you know. Before the internet, before Google, where you could just find anything that you want or just order it online. The struggle was real, you know. Going through pages upon pages, phoning up different places, and they're making the trip to go and buy stuff. We're privileged, you know. That's one thing that I think has made life a lot better. Anyway, let's crack on, shall we? Cryptocurrencies. Mm. In 2017, around the end of 2017, there was a mania about it. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about crypto around the, the dinner table around Christmas. Everyone thought they were clever investing and uh, had high hopes of getting rich when Bitcoin went from around five, six thousand to about twelve thousand pounds per coin. A lot of people have lost money. But just this past week, the market is showing very, very bullish signs, very positive signs of recovery. And there's also other coins such as Ripple XRP that are going up in value quite quite rapidly. And there's a lot of new developments. The banks are buying into it. There's going to be a lot of real life use case for Ripple XRP. Do your research. I'm not telling you to go and invest in it. However, I was watching uh, YouTube on a Sunday, as you do, you know, just catching up on some old videos. And Akon popped up on the Breakfast Club. So I was like, okay, let's see what this guy's up to. Man's all suited and booted now. He's a proper entrepreneur now. Like this is a great, this is a smart thing about people that always manage to remain relevant. They don't lose, they don't lose their wealth. They end up being smart, diversifying, and you know, f- seeking out new opportunities. I like people like that. Um, Akon is a very, very forward-thinking guy. He rode the wave of his music for as long as he could. And then he pivoted into being an entrepreneur. And apparently he's got his own coin now called A-Coin. I don't know what the use case of that will be, but he said some very interesting things about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Let's go to that right now. Well, believe it or not, the cryptocurrency is more stable than the actual, you know, fiat currency, the dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, because it's more controlled by the people. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, I mean, government is a business. Mm-hmm. Currency is the biggest business in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, People don't, you got to understand money and how it works to understand crypto and in so many ways, but more than anything, you don't really have to be educated to it to understand the security process of it. Because it's, it's, it gets really confusing when you start talking about blockchain and all this other, because right. no one knows what the hell that I is. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I need somebody to explain this to me. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's really about, it's, it boils down to trust. Mm-hmm. What you trust that value to be to you. Like the dollar, who's to say what that's worth? It sounds like a scam to me. Eh, no, but no, but no, but no, but just think about it. The actual dollar, who says that's worth anything? The government says it's worth Okay, the, the government, right? Right, and they sanction okay. it that the dollar's worth a dollar all through the U.S. 100%. Correct. But nothing backs the dollar. The U.S. ain't got no natural resource that backs that dollar, my brother. Now, what they do have to back it is the military. Okay. That's who backs the dollar. But U.S. ain't got nothing that backs the dollar. The, the military backs the dollar. Now, if you look at other countries, they have plenty of gold, diamonds. They're supposed to have gold. They're or, supposed to have gold. Who? I thought we were supposed to have gold. He said, who? U.S. ain't got nothing. <laughs> so we, you just say we just we got a piece got of paper. Sh- we say it is worth something. So that paper is no, really worth it, nothing. No, it's, it's worth something because we say it's worth something. Right. You mm-hmm. give it the value. You give it the value. Bitcoin, prime example, right? Oh, perfect. It's not a dollar. Nope. It's a, a digital... Coin, mm-hmm. correct, right? Yeah. Now, 
I can buy a Ferrari with Bitcoin. Yes, you can. I can buy a house with Bitcoin. Correct. I can buy whatever I want to buy with Bitcoin because it's just as equally valued as the actual dollar because the people say it is. What about hacking problems? But you can't. That's that's what the blockchain prevents. Like okay. that's the security part of it. All right, we gotta that's get what, more into crypt, this. Yeah, that's so. That's, where do I get this crypto Bitcoin part from? Comes Acon in. sells a Bitcoin. Acoin. Like, I'm selling this Acoin, and this Acoin <laughs> is worth whatever it is. How mm-hmm. do you get a value of that? And then if I buy it, how do I know I can use it to buy a oh, Ferrari no, see, a house see, or that, a building? That, that, or now you're asking the right questions because the key is what can I buy with it? Mm-hmm. Okay, can I get my money back from it? Yeah, you can. You can always you know change it over. That's that's what I thought. Actual and they use that in if, if you want to trade your coin for actual dollar, you can, but. You you putting yourself back at risk again. You can use it to like buy albums and everything. You can right? use it to buy whatever you yeah, want to buy. Like yeah, give me minute, that watch, and I'll give you some bitcoins. Right no, when I'm we good. launch, you'll be able to go to the ATM, <laughs> ATM and actually exchange a coins for actual dollars or transform it into a, a, another digital coin. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do. All right. Sounds a little confusing, man. I ain't no, it yet, does man. sound confusing, it but is. it's it's confusing because you. I think most people overthink it, mm-hmm. but it's no different than the actual dollar. <laughs> So if you think about it, really, you know, the, like he mentioned about the dollar being backed by nothing really tangible. Digital currencies, eventually, when people get their heads around it, it's going to take off. Like it is the future. But the thing is, are you prepared? And it's all about people having trust. When people trust something, that's when they buy into it. And at the moment, I don't think there are enough people trusting it. There's a lot of scepticism around it. No one really knows what blockchain is. As he said, it's quite a complicated subject. But I would urge you to do your own research and I would urge you to at least sign up to these three exchanges, Coinbase, Binance and KuCoin. If you're on those three, then you will probably be able to like take advantage of some sort of opportunity with like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple, uh, Binance Coin, KuCoin shares. Those are just a few currencies. Um, XLM, which is Stellar. I'll probably do an. This probably sounds like a load of jargon to you right now if you're not familiar with the whole cryptocurrency scene, but it is something to like get your head around and get educated on. To be honest with you, don't miss the boat. I mean, it might not take off, but listen, everything starts in a way where no one's really paying too much attention to it and then 10-15 years later you kind of wish you got involved when no one really cared about it it's kind of like Amazon in the beginning stages no one really thought Amazon would blow up the way it did now it's like one of the biggest companies in the world it's one of the big the biggest tech is it a, could you call it a tech company it's not really a tech company is it well it is but you, you get what I'm saying Apple Google Amazon um, I know I'm missing one more big four companies facebook yeah that's it um but yeah definitely do your research and and look into getting signed up to coinbase kucoin and binance those three are the most um respected trusted and um yeah you know the most well-known exchanges so you shouldn't have any problems with those exchanges but definitely read up on it get to know about cryptocurrencies um, there could be some it could be some opportunity in there I'll say that much let me know what your thoughts are are you invested in any cryptocurrency at the moment do you find it do you find it intimidating do you know anything about it let me know chime in use the hashtag redesign pod don't forget to like comment and subscribe and I'll be back for another episode next week take care and bye for now <laughs> <laughs>
Redesigned. 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 Redesig